What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. That's the 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? Well, guys, High Times, the magazine that covers the news and culture of cannabis, is looking for judges for its annual annual Southern California Cannabis Cup. Oh, okay. Yep. The competition will be judged Mason. by regular weed consumers. Yes, just like Mason, just like Cappy even, I guess, uh, who purchase a judging kit, and they will evaluate and vote on categories including best indica, sativa, and edibles, which are provided by more than 150 participating local brands. So each of these judging kits come with various samples, and the judges will then make an informed decision and provide detailed comments on the aesthetics, aroma, taste, and effects of each product. Mm -hmm. So if you want to be a judge, um, you'll have 60 days to evaluate the options and submit your scorecard before July 24th. And to buy a judging kit and then also see past winners or read about the companies participating, you can head to CannabisCup.com. Cappy ain't buying anything, so he's out. Nope. Yeah, but um, if they wanted to give it to me for free and say, here, try it all out. Yeah. I recently had these uh, these gummies, and I don't know what brand they were, but all I knew is up at the at the top of the bag, it said, you're going, you're good in 15 minutes, something like that. You yeah. know, like, you know, if you use were gummies. They? Were you? Yeah, because you know, you use gummies, you're like looking at your watch, you're like, you're it's like, been missed. 45 minutes, yeah. what's up? Yeah. You know? Uh, 15 minutes. And it was ready to roll? And the two adjectives they described this uh, this gummy as joyful and present and did you feel joyful and present both i felt joyful what was the and president I, I i don't know i got uh, you know what i have it on my phone i'll tell you as a matter of fact okay joyful and present doesn't that sound like something you'd like to be in i'd life? love to always be joyful and present joyful and present here i'll give you i'll this is they don't pay i mean yeah. it's called garden society okay there you we go i like this kiwi lime sauvignon blanc gummies yeah joyful and present kiwi lime kiwi lime sauvignon blanc gummies Wow. I love kiwi. Anything kiwi flavored. Delicious. Joyful and present. Doesn't everybody want to be that way? Yeah. I'm always joyful and present. Are I was going to say, I don't yeah. need gummies though. Oh, dude, this is going to make you way more joyful and 10 times more present. Now, if it hits you in 15 minutes, yeah. is it also over faster then? Um, good question. Don't know. Only done it once. Because usually they last, you know, I would say usually a five milligram lasts or like two hours. Yeah, that's know? what it is. Five. Yeah. Then you hit it again, I guess. Yeah. Have another one. Yeah. So like two hours? That's not bad. Joyful and present. Those are, but what happens is, if it usually takes you forty-five minutes to an hour, then you then you have another two hours. Right. You're looking at a three-hour window. Right. Yeah. This is two hours and fifteen minutes. And you're boom. You're right. done. See, that's more efficient. I'll give you some for the game tonight. Not for the game. Thanks. Oh. I'm oh. okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> I'm all right for the game. Maybe I'll offer some to Rob Palinka tonight before the game. Yeah. I got something for you. Yeah. You want to yeah, be I've joyful got, and yeah, present? I've got some strategy for you. Yeah. You yeah. may need this if right. this goes south today. <laughs> yeah. There you go. All right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. My uh, man, Rob. My yeah. man. So let's talk about those Dodgers-Padres real quick and, and kind of wrap up the Lakers conversation before we get to Radio Tinder. We're done at 5.30 today. Slee will be taking over, as he does every game day, with the Lakers pregame for Game 4 coming up here. Uh, monster, monster game. This is a huge, huge – this is the biggest Laker game since the bubble. Right? There's no question. I mean, they all kind of are that, but this one, I think, because I think the series teeters potentially on this game, I think this is the biggest game since the bubble. Fair? Yeah, I think when the Lakers two years ago had the Suns down two games to one and AD got hurt in the next game in game four, yeah, like that was probably the biggest game since the bubble. But really, now we fast forward to what's gone on in the last two years between... AD's injuries, 
LeBron's injuries, the arrival and then departure of Russell Westbrook and the rebuild of this roster. Yeah, tonight, biggest game since they won the championship. Yeah, and I would say all of this feels different because none of us could, I mean, even though we were like stoked about the bubble and I think people were stoked, it didn't feel the same like it does now. Like people, it is palpable. The city is the, the exuberance is palpable for the city when they're playing in these games right now. I mean, dude. Because you got real crowds and the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, does anybody even remember that during the bubble, we were watching these games and there were like video feeds of fans? Yeah. And that's, these guys had to play in front of like legitimately nobody. Yeah, their family and friends right. who had to uh, quarantine at the time. They were social distancing. Anybody yeah. remember that phrase? Yeah. We were social distancing. Yeah. You know? In, in, Laura did go to Dodger Stadium though when the Dodgers won. They were oh, at, they were at so the parking fun. lots. I remember. Yeah, yeah. They were oh, I remember parties. that. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. when you went there. Yeah. yeah, so good. But here's the thing. Um, tonight is that biggest game. Yes, since that time, no question. And it, it's it's partially where they are today, where they were two months ago. Yeah, it's it's. Partially, I mean, they had a point three chance of making the playoffs when they were the 13th seed at the bottom of it. And they know? and it's also who they're playing against. Right. You know, it, it's Steph, yes, but it's, I mean, I think the whole Clay story. No, it's all of it. Michael, it's the Warriors. They're the right. team of this generation. Correct. Yeah. And, and what Michael said, and I know it was, we talked about it on the air earlier, that the, the dynasty, Sliwa mentioned this, that the dynasty, the Golden State it's, the dynasty. The blueprint is on the line. It's on the line in yeah. a big way. It's because losing to the Lakers yeah. is not the issue. It's losing to the old man, beat up, injured LeBron AD Lakers. Yeah. That would be the end of the dynasty, if you will. This yeah. isn't some young up and coming team that's getting the baton. Right. The Kings would have been that. Right. Yeah. So you said before the break that you had some statistic. So when the Warriors lose by 20 points or more okay. in a playoff game in the Steve Kerr era, and they lost by 30 on Saturday, right? They, uh, their next game, they are five and one. Okay. And they win those games by an average of 10 points or more. Mm hmm. By an average of 10 points. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you're expecting then tonight... A bounce back game. ...that Steve Kerr is going to, yet again, uh, out-strategize Darvin Ham. And I also think the players will perform better. I don't think the Warriors are going to shoot 39% again. I mean, okay. maybe I'm wrong, but... Here's my prediction for the game tonight. This is a really close game because I, I don't think that the Lakers are anywhere near 30 points better than the Warriors, and very frankly, when the Warriors beat down the Lakers... By 27 by, or whatever it was. Yeah. I think it was also... Uh, yeah, 27, 127, 100. Yeah. I don't think they're 27 points better than the Lakers. Yeah. The the real measuring stick of this series thus far is the Lakers win 117-112 in Game 1. Yeah. I think we're looking at another game like that tonight. Yeah. And I'll double down on it by saying this. I think we're looking at the kind of game where at the very end, George... We're going to see LeBron James do something that he hasn't done yet in three games in this series. Well, Lindsay's a believer that he's got one of those in him. I think he's got a gear that he has not yet. I, I'm in. I I do think that there is another gear. I I'm I'm curious to see when we see it because the time is now. Hundred yeah. percent today to, is the game. Right, yeah. this is the game because here's why. Even though you look back at the last game, LeBron plays 32 minutes. He scores 21 ho-hum kind of points. You know, he, we all know that he didn't score in the first quarter and that his first points may have come from the free throw line, and then he decided to start barreling his way to the basket. But LeBron hasn't had an explosive game. I feel like LeBron has not put a lot of wear and tear on the That's body. That's fair. You know? To that point, though, Brian Winher said today that he feels like 
LeBron is like actively resting while he's playing. And we've been saying that. We've been talking about so, that. So Brian Windhorst is an interesting person to have that anecdote because Brian Windhorst once wrote a story, and um, and it was a great story, uh, about how LeBron in games walked more than anyone else. And he walked because he'd played so many more minutes than anyone else at that time. This is when he was in Cleveland. That he walked to actively rest during games. Um, when he knew that there was no chance yep. of, of making a play, mm-hmm. like if they were on a fast break, he'd just be like, nope, just going to let them get that one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then measure himself for the next play or whatever was necessary. And I think as he gets older, that's probably something he has to do, to be honest with you. But if, because he's he's already got the two busted wheels and he's 38 years old. But if you look at the last game, do you feel like LeBron James was gassed. You know, that's the phrase no. everybody's used. Look at LeBron. He's got his hands on his knees. He's 38. He's got two busted up legs. Man, he's gassed. Have you seen LeBron yet in three games in this series where you're like, he's wiped out? No, I don't think so. But that's because I think he's like, he's conserving his energy. I really think that. So tonight then is the night. If what, if what tonight's you say, the night, your tonight favorite song. Is, tonight is the night, your favorite song. That is true. I love Tonight is the Night. And Tonight is your night, bro. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Tonight is the night, and here's why. Yeah. Everything you said about Steve Kerr making adjustments, losing by 20-plus points, coming back 5-1, and one, yeah. winning by 10 or more points, et cetera, yeah. mm-hmm. all that sounds very good. Correct. I would think, you would that, think. that if you and I know this, yeah. that chances are LeBron knows this. Yeah. Chances are LeBron and the Lakers know- Have probably been on the other side of it. Right. They, well, LeBron, not the Lakers, but LeBron. They they yeah. understand yeah. what the numbers tell them. Three yeah. and one is sure is different, and only possibly maybe having to play six games instead of going seven in Golden State. That's why tonight's so critical. You're at home tonight. Yeah. You're LeBron. Yeah. You have not had to right. leave it all on the floor yet. Yeah. Tonight's the night you empty the tank. Tonight's your night, bro. Because if you win tonight. You know, you're going to come home and, you, you know, you're going to play in Golden State on, when, what's today, Monday? On yeah, Wednesday yeah. and then Friday. Right. I, I had to actually reset what day it was on Monday. Did yeah. you guys see that happen? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. already Monday. Happened. I don't know you're still either, doing yeah. it. Yeah. I know, it's Monday and I'm yeah. not like, it's not like Thursday. I'm like, what day is this? Yeah. On Monday I had to reset. El lunes. See, see. Yeah. Um, you got anything else? Because I want to get one last thing in before we do radio time. Feel free, sir. Why are your Padres so gutless? Michael Bush. James Outman uh-huh. taking care of business. We talked about this was the year that the Dodgers were going to have to start switching to some of these young guys. And this was, uh, you know, I think the first or most, the loudest example of that where guys like Michael Bush and James Outman helped them win a game against a rival on national television. I thought this weekend was a ton of fun. I, I watched a lot of it on TV. I was down there on Saturday. Dodger fans, I got to give you guys a ton of credit because when the Padres were terrible and Dodger fans would take over Petco Park, that's because the Dodgers are good and the Padres are bad. The Padres are supposed to be good and people are supposed to be excited. And I'm telling you right now, on Saturday, when Chris Taylor hit that moonshot home run, the place was going nuts, like as if it was Dodger Stadium. I mean, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I mean, the parade of Dodger fans down like... 5th or 7th, whichever it was in downtown San Diego. I mean, literally thousands and thousands of Dodger fans marching through the streets of San Diego. And then Mookie Betts comes up so huge yesterday with that home run. Yeah. And then extra innings. Good, hey, good series win for the Dodgers. The Padres cringed me out at the beginning of the year with all this talk about how they're going to win the World Series. Like Fernando Tatis was talking like he was LeBron James the day he showed up in Miami. Bro, don't read the press clippings. Go out and do it. Don't talk about it. Just do it? That's right. 
I, somebody should use that. That phrase. would be. I should put that on a T-shirt. Somebody should use that. Just phrase. do it. Yeah. All right. Coming up next, Radio Tinder, the award-winning Radio Tinder, is next. We're back in a couple minutes. Shadow and Calf, Route Five Fifteen in the Southland. We move up Radio Tinder because Lakers basketball starts in about thirteen minutes. On this day, we like to play a TV theme like this one. On this day in nineteen seventy-six, the number one hit, John Sebastian. The theme song from Welcome Back, Cotter. That's right, Shadow. Back then, TV themes went to number one on the Billboard charts. Mr. Cartier! Mr. Cartier! Yo, 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 Mr. Cartier! God, that was a great show. When Freddie Boom Boom Washington would walk in and say, first he'd lick his teeth and they'd say, hi there. Yeah. I mean, very, very endearing, that Freddie Washington. And then, Juan Epstein. Well, you are a Juan Epstein type. I mean, the way Juan Epstein would show up. Give Mr. Cotter a letter from his mother to get him out of stuff. Right. I love that show. We're doing a deep welcome back, Cotter Breakdown. Meanwhile, you can follow her at Lindsay Baseball on Twitter or Instagram. Don't forget about our sponsor, Tequila Mandala. Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right. A Tequila Mandala. Take it away, producer Lindsay. Really? While I'm doing that, you do the mic? Take it away, producer Lindsay. Thanks, Christopher. Lindsay, you ever hear of Welcome Back, Cotter? I've heard of it, but I have no idea what you're talking about as far right. as who's on it, whatever. Do, do my you know, my who, dad was a fan. You know who the biggest star was from Welcome Back, Cotter, who, who went on to become the biggest star in Hollywood? Who? John Travolta. That's I did, right. I did John not Travolta. know that. Vinnie Barbarino. He was the leader. Do you remember the name of the, of the group that they had? The Shocks or the Jets? No, no, oh, okay. no. I don't know. Wrong, wrong show. What are they called, George? The, uh, I don't remember. The Sweat Hogs. Sweat Hogs. Yeah. That's right. The yeah. Sweat Hogs. Yeah. And Vinny Barbarino. John Travolta was the leader of the group. My mom used to call my brother a sweat hog when he got home from football practice. That's where he's from. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. All right. What do you got, Lindsay? So, guys, Sierra Canyon's Bronny James is going to be a Trojan. The six foot three senior guard announced his commitment to play at USC on Saturday on IG. Um, of course, Bronny is rated as a four-star recruit, according to ESPN, and he picked USC over scholarship offers from Ohio State and Oregon. Are you guys surprised that Bronny picked USC? Swipe left or swipe right? Sedano. Uh, swipe left. I'm not surprised. I feel like USC has built something here recently, particularly under Andy Anfield, where they've had some recent decent success in the tournament. Uh, I think they've had some NBA players, no right? Doubt. Evan no Mobley, as right. you know well, and Cappy knows well, is Evan Mobley's guy. You know, it's one of my guys that I hang out with when guys, I hang out in the athletic director right, suite at USC football games. That's true. And, He's not my guy anymore. And I think that it's kind of cool because Bronny and his dad get to still watch each other play a lot when they're both here in L.A. So I'm not surprised. I'm swiping left also. Not surprised. Let me tell you something right now. This is the greatest thing that ever happened to the USC basketball program. Because not only do you get the number one rated high school player in the country, but you also get Bronny James. Okay, and here's what I was going to say. He's not the number one. No, he's not. Number 19. No, no, he's not. The number one guy is a guy whose name I actually don't know, but I know who Bronny James is. Yeah. Okay. The fact that you get the number one rated high school player in the country to join USC's basketball team, by the way, the the men and the women, and now you get Bronny James. Yeah, because they have Juju on the female side. Yeah, Watkins. You are going to bring LeBron-sized attention to the USC basketball program this is the greatest thing that could have ever happened to it. And for Bronny James, young fella, so happy for you, man. Stay home. Stay close to home. Do your thing. Keep developing. And do it while mom and dad can see you play. Your brother and sister can come see you play. Your friends. It's good, awesome. Good job. I'm so rooting for Bronny James to be a huge, huge success playing at USC. It's- I would not have felt that way if he was at Ohio State. 
Uh, I agree. I think it's it's a cool story, and I think the fact that, to your point, that fans, uh, family, and friends get to see him and play. You know, they literally can go on the same night and watch one half of Dad and the other half Bronny. You I'll know, you, or vice versa. True story. Yeah. Did not go to one USC basketball game this entire season. Right. Bronny James being you're on gonna, the USC you're gonna go. basketball team makes me exponentially more interested in USC basketball. So you're going to want Boney to get you like sweet tickets at Galen Center. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Okay. And probably some access to Bronny. Yeah. Is okay. it is it Isaiah Collier? I, I don't remember the young man's Point name. Point guard from Georgia? Yes, that's him. That's right. Number one player in He's the country. He's actually number two according to 24-7 sports. But, you know. Uh, one, two. Yeah, yeah. you know. Close you, USC is bragging somebody, we got the so, number one guy. So, somebody could have been uh, had him at number one. Yeah, yeah. Somebody yeah. else could have. Well, Kate's is over there signaling as like, oh, this is a big deal. Yeah, we're in the same he's color pumped. shirt, you, you and me, look, Kate. You guys are looking sharp. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was excited about Bronny. Very cramped. No, he's <laughs> excited today because I told him today was the day. It was a big day, game four. Just like so. tonight is the night. Yeah, tonight t- is the night. And tonight is your night, bro. That's right. Yeah. All right, so Nugget Center, Nikola Jokic, yeah. always struggle to say his name, was fined 25 grand by the league for making improper contact in the stands with Suns owner Matt Ishiba. No, Ishbia. Ishbia. Yeah. Close. Um... Two don't you remember there, from right? his playing days at Michigan State? <laughs> Such a jerk. Two names that I don't know how to say. Uh, but no suspension. The two-time NBA MVP is all set to play in Game 5 tomorrow night in Denver with the second-round series tied 2-2. to Did the NBA get this right? Swipe left or swipe right, Cappy? Um, One question before I give you an answer. Is there a follow-up like they find this Matt Ishbia guy? No, no. he didn't get fined at all. Only, He's just a fan. Only Joker got 25 grand. Okay, then mm. I'm swiping left. The NBA did not get this right. The okay. N- the NBA did not get this right. You think that Matt Ishbia should be fined? 100%. I mean, Absolutely. the ball is not, it's not baseball. It's not a souvenir. Absolutely, 100%. If you're a new team owner and you want to be the next Mark Cuban of Phoenix and you want to sit courtside and you want to be visible and you're going to hold on to the ball... And then you're going to take a forearm shiver and and instead of just accepting it or even pushing back, you throw your hands up like you just went down your first hill at a roller coaster, like you're flopping backwards. Look, I love Matt Ishbia's story. I freaking love that he's a young guy who played college basketball and made a, a billion dollars and bought his own NBA team and then made a crazy trade for Kevin Durant. I love the guy's story. And by the way, put the, these sons on free TV for everybody in the Valley. Guy's already a big winner to me. But, bro, you can't be on the on the court holding the ball and then you get forearmed and you're flopping? You can't flop as an owner <laughs> and you should be fined because he interrupted the game and he put the player in harm's way. I, just like Joker said after the game, yo, isn't the league supposed to take care of me? He's just a fan. I don't know who that guy is. Yeah. I loved Michael Malone's comments. I'm with you. on. I don't know about the hold. He should be fined. But he should have at least a... Uh, Commissioner Stern probably should have a chat. Or Stern, Commissioner Silver should have a Stern chat with him. <laughs> um, but that was funny. Good the, recovery. The that's what I originally intended to say, but I said Commissioner Stern. Stern came out first. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, here's the thing, man. Um, you're not you're not on the team, bro. Like you got to give up the ball. It's like I said, it's not a souvenir. <laughs> The Joker has every right as the Phoenix Suns player is out of bounds to grab the ball and inbound the ball. Like that's part of the deal. So um, I did like his tweet afterwards saying that he didn't like he didn't want Joker to be suspended. Mm-hmm. Um, although one of my colleagues, I think it was Frank I sold on around the horn today, said that's what he said publicly. What did he say privately uh, to the league? Why would the league not find him? Um, if he, let me just say this: if he were a regular fan, not the owner of the team, if one guy got tossed, right, yeah. because he put his hands, hands on, on Joker, right. pushed Joker. By the way, I think that's the exact same guy that was getting into it with, with Russell Russ? Westbrook. Might have been. I'm telling you, I could have sworn it was the same guy. 
the NBA should say to their owners, hey, guys, you sit courtside and you're kind of part of the show, but you can't interfere with the game and you can't have people putting their hands on our players. They should have fined the owner because if he wasn't the owner, he'd already been kicked out. Fine him. I mean, if you want to find him, then find him. But if you think about it, I feel like owners, like like you mentioned Mark Cuban, I feel like he's probably done things that if he weren't an owner, he would have been kicked out for. But uh, you are an owner, right? Yeah, but not that, not taking the ball out of play. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, okay. not that. And by the way, take your elbow and sit down. Don't flop. The flop was funny. Um, Tom Izzo, I'm sure, is not thrilled about that. Come on. All right, what's next? I just want to say really quick, um, I was in talking in my family group chat, you know, my dad, uncles, whatever, about the game, the uh, Lakers-Warriors game on Saturday. And two people, not one, but two people made a comment about Steph Curry and his mouth guard and how disgusting it is. You Cleveland people. I just wanted to bring that up. Un, it's just unsanitary. You just got to get over it. I mean, he's, he takes the ball. He's, he's dribbling up the floor. He's got half the mouthpiece in, half the pal- mouthpiece out. Then, with his non-dribbling hand, he actually puts the whole mouthpiece in. And then, to make it germs. even better, my eyelash lady said the same thing later that day. Wow, how do you like that? Her Your eyelash, eyelash lady, lady here in LA. Why does he do the thing with the mouth guard? It's so nasty. Let it go. I'm going to play Frozen for you. She's from Let here. She's from here, and she Let mentioned it, it. You know, Her eyelash lady doesn't like the whole mouth She doesn't. Thing she yet. thinks it's nasty. It's her eyelash lady, so she's probably been complaining oh, about it. Oh, I said nothing. You know? I said nothing about <laughs> it. I don't know. She doesn't funny. know anything about sports, but I said something. She's like, oh, why aren't you at the game today? And then and then she goes, that Steph Curry guy in the mouth guard is so nasty. Oh, really? You didn't set her up for that? <laughs> I did not. Seriously, right? I didn't. This is the first time. She doesn't know anything about sports, but she knows about Steph Curry's mouthpiece. She's been doing my eyelashes for like five years. And she's never once said anything about sports ever, not no. once. All right, just saying. All right, nice eyelashes. Well, by the speaking way. of yeah. the Lakers, eyelashes look great. Yeah, you did a Thanks. good job. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Lakers, player outfits have become part of the NBA's culture, and some would say there's even some pressure on players to look good before games and during their post-game interviews. Well, Lakers stud Jared Vanderbilt might be feeling that pressure because apparently, a store employee of an unnamed luxury brand alleged that. Vanderbilt returned a full ensemble to their store after he wore it before and after the Lakers game one victory over the Warriors. <laughs> Have you guys ever worn a fancy outfit and then returned it later? Swipe left or swipe right? Uh, a fancy outfit and returned it later. I- I'm going to swipe right on this, actually. Oh. Recently, I ordered a suit from Hugo Boss. and That's a flex. The, the, the suit... I, it's when I had to do that crazy trip when mm-hmm. I was in Miami coming yeah. back to LA. Then I went to the Final Four. Then I went to Sioux Falls. Right. I realized, oh crap! I didn't pack a suit for the for the G League Western Conference Finals. So, so I ordered one from Hugo Boss. Yeah, and they mailed it. They mailed it to me. Why don't you just order like some crappy suit? You know, like you're doing a it G was League on game. sale. Oh yeah, good price. Yeah. Oh, it was nice. like four hundred bucks. All right. Yeah. All right. That's a lot of money for a suit. No, that's actually a lot. Okay. That's like half price for a Hugo Boss suit. Um. So they got your measurements already. Well, I knew I didn't have to. I, I kind of know if I wear a 42 regular on Hugo Boss that it's going to fit right. Like, I don't. I Maybe there's there could be some small alterations in, like, under the chest, like, to make it, like, more fitted. Yo, Hugo, you hearing my man yeah. here? But I know, I, I, know what it, I know what it fits like. A 42R um, fits me right, like, shoulder wise for the most part or whatever. So, um, do better, Hugo. So, I, I mean, no, it fits really well. Okay. And th- so I ordered the suit. Knowing that that would be the case, and it's going to be on TV, you're really only going to see me up top anyway. I'm going to be sitting down. So I um, I wore it, but then when I got the suit, it was kind of like linen-y. Oh, and really? I'm like, you, li- you didn't want linen-y. I didn't want linen-y, that. Linen-y, no. I'm like, eh. Linen-y, nah, return yeah. that. 
so I, I wore it that one time, and then I, I returned it I don't, hey, to I a want, store, a Hugo store. I want to know where Jared Vanderbilt- At Delamo Mall, by the way. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. I want to know where Vanderbilt got this stuff and returned it, because I'm going to do the exact same thing for the Mandy's. Yeah. So I'm with you, Jared. I've been there one time. Not Now, not that expensive, but I've done it. All right, Radio Tinders presented by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small batch premium sippy tequila made from the finest mature agaves. By the way, there'll be a Tequila Mandala sponsorship at the Mandy's this year. Available wherever fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com. Demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. Great job, Cappy, Lindsay, Laura. Slee was on the spot earlier, and he's taking you up till game time for John and Michael at 7 o'clock. Slee on the spot. Pre-game is next. 